Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. 2021 season, we have almost known for certain that these two clubs would clash, Melbourne and Penrith. We just didn't know it was going to be a week before the grand final and it's a hot Brisbane afternoon where they will go toe-to-toe the winner to play South Sydney. It is high 20s. It is an afternoon at Suncorp. Kickoff at exactly 4 o'clock and uh, Dan uh, with uh, the call team this afternoon, a man well, you think he'd have a smile on his face today, but Manly fans did burn his house down last night. Ryan Gertler, <laughs> hello to you. Oh, hey, Dan. Hello, everyone. Hey, but yeah, uh, look, exciting again, isn't it? We're wonderful clash last night. Congratulations to South Sydney. They're off into the big dance. And, yeah, the two probably most consistent sides all the year meet this afternoon in uh, what most expected to be that grand final. But that comes a week early and... Uh, Interesting. I mean, there's so many storylines for both teams, Dan. It's the grand final rematch of last year. I mean, are the wounds still there? Have they healed? And can Penrith come out of this mini form slump that they've found themselves in in the back end of the season against a red-hot Melbourne Storm side? I mean, we're going to find out soon. Peter Sterling, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks, Dan. Uh, It must be. This is weird, isn't it, that uh, it's probably since your early days that we had Saturday afternoon preliminary finals. I don't remember. It's been so long since we've had... um, Grand Final Society. It does make a slightly unusual scene here, an afternoon prelim. I love it because it means that, you know, it's the kind of conditions where sides will use the football. It's not going to be a greasy night, you know, not affected by uh, any of those kind of conditions, which I think, you know, Penrith are really going to benefit from. You know, they're a a dry weather football team that can play in all conditions, but I think the way that they play, because they're always at you, they... They use very few settlers. They're prepared to go from one side of the field, one play, and then come straight back. Everybody's set to come back the, the next play, and, and playing on a on a dry pitch helps that. Uh, having said that, Melbourne don't mind those conditions, <laughs> <Yeah>. conditions <laughs> either, but I just think as a spectacle, it adds to the game. I love, I love afternoon footy. So... It- these two teams are the best two defensive teams in the competition. Melbourne, we know, are incredible in attack, and Penrith's not bad themselves. But can we rule out the possibility of an 8-6? Or, or you can't rule it out. But are we, would we be surprised if we had a defensive war like last week between Penrith and Parramatta? I fully expect that to be the case. I think the team that wins today is the side that scrambles better defensively than the other. That hey, Both these teams are going to create opportunities. It's how many times the defence can stop those opportunities being scored, uh, turned into points which I think will determine the scoreline at the end. Uh, and I think we've seen that in, in recent weeks in some of those tight matches. It, it's been the, the tries that have been denied more than the mm. ones that have been scored. Uh, the teams are in. The teams are in. Uh, let's look at Melbourne. They are 1-17 to so no changes, no switcheroos. Brandon Smith, as always 
this year is starting in the hooker role with Harry Grant to come off the bench. What a bench they have. Harry Grant, Tui Kamakamitha, Nelson Astor, Solomona, and Nico Hines. Tom Eisenhuth is the 18th man. Penrith is where the interest is. Brian Tao is in. That is confirmed. Uh, James Fisher-Harris will be partnered by Tavita Pangai in the front row. So we knew Moses Leota was out. And once again, Gerd's Viliami Kikau yeah. will start from the bench. Liam Martin, origin player in the starting lineup. But the Kikau experiment, it's been a little hit and miss off the bench, hasn't it? Spencer Lin, you also on the bench as well. Well, he's a guy that can play big minutes, and he's a guy that has a lot of impact, and, he, and he's a guy that threatens the opposition, especially the halves, you know. You're coming up against Viliami Kikau and Dave Fafita and those sort of guys, and you're an edge player. It makes you nervous. So I think the fact that he starts on the bench probably gives the opposition a little bit of, a little bit of confidence going into the, into, the, uh, into the game. The thing I do like, though, is Pangai Jr. coming into the starting side. We know Luoto is a big loss. He's been in great touch for the Panthers. He's a big body. And if you're going to take Melbourne on and you're going to compete against them at, in you know, these games at the back end of the year, you need to handle their middles. You, need, you at least need to go with them and create a few opportunities for your team. And I think with Pangai Jr. now with a few games under his belt and that simple role of just pushing forward and starting, I think it might work for Penrith. It's interesting, you know, with obviously Leota being out, I wonder how much that decision came back to the the injuries that Kickow have. I, I saw an image last week of the cut. Mm. It was horrendous. Like, it wasn't just... Uh, it, it was it, it was very vivid. Um, and you put that on top of an ankle injury, um, and that's clearly why we didn't see him play much game time last week. I'm just wondering whether there was a choice between the two and they've looked at that and they thought, well, we need to go with, with Pangai because um, they're not sure how many minutes they will get out of kick out. Mm. All right, so a uh, little bit of intrigue there. Andy Raymond is on the sideline for us today here on Triple M and he's got Jerome Luai for Penrith. A young fella who always has a smile on his face. He has done since a teenager, but today, Jerome Luai, you've also got the look in the eye. You're ready. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, ready to go, man. Um, big test for us today. Uh, finals footy and one win away from the grand final. So we've got a, got a big test for us um, in front of us at the moment, so we can't wait to get out there. Tough game last week against Parra. Tough in the fact that you belted each other. How's the body? Yeah, really good. Uh, I think we've recovered well. We had a good week of training, and uh, we're purely focused on the storm now, so we're going to have to be. Your mate in the heart. Nathan and his shoulder. So much focus. How's he been over the last couple of days? Yeah, he's sweet. You don't really know, you know, if it's bothering him or not. So that just shows what type of character he is, what type of player he is. And uh, we're going to need him to be at his best today. The old cliche goes, the big forwards win the big games. No Moses Leota. Um, big enough to stand up your boys in the middle. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we've got a big job to do. Yep. Got big shoes to fill as well. So hopefully we can do a, a good job for Moss. And um, hopefully he can play um, next week in the GF. Romy, if there's one thing you've got to do perfectly today, what is it? It's complete and hold the ball. Um, you know, we need to start well because these guys are powerful and they come out fast. So uh, we can't start like we did in last year's grand final. Uh, we need to be on our game. Always a pleasure, legend, and we wish you well. Thanks, my brother. Let's go, Panthers. Thank you. They're, they're obviously two good mates there, Romy Luai and Andy Raymond. Uh he was good last week, wasn't he, Goods, Jerome Luai? Well, he was energetic, Dan, and that's what they've missed lately. And he's a confidence player, and I think sometimes he can overthink 
his role too much. He's just got to get out there and play. And when you, you know, in the halves with a guy like Nathan Cleary that's so composed and so controlled, and you know that he's going to finish the sets where you need to, and that part of the that part of the setup's already organised through Nathan. It allows you to just play a little bit of what you see, and I think that's where Luai's best. And I think last week he found a little bit more of that form and that rhythm. Um, but he's going to need to be better again today. They all need to go up a level from what they did last week. I think, understandably, he struggled a little bit after Origin mm. on a couple of fronts. Uh, firstly, because Nathan Cleary was missing, I think he did try and play a little bit of a different role. Thought that he had to take on maybe part of what Nathan did, where that didn't really suit him. And the other thing was, you come through a, an Origin campaign for the first time and that you are heavily invested in, as he was, it's physically and, and emotionally draining. So I wasn't that surprised that a couple of Penrith players actually struggled. And even in those ensuing weeks, you know, they, they weren't at their best and some of them actually didn't, didn't play. But I thought there were signs last week that Luai was back. And, you know, as you say, he, he, looked, he looked excited. He, he looked energetic. And, and that's just what they want from him. Nathan made the point earlier to Tony, if you hadn't seen Nathan grab that shoulder once last week, would you even know that he had a problem? Yeah. I haven't seen him shirking any parley. I haven't seen him avoiding you know, contact no. and all those kind of things. I'm not concerned about Nathan Cleary at all. You said uh, that Penrith had been a little off with those origin players, not used to it. You know, they've still only lost four games all year, and t- two of them are in the middle of origin. One was against Melbourne when half a dozen of their best players weren't there. Really, you could argue that South loss last week, or two weeks ago, was the first bona fide loss with all their guns. Are we underestimating this Penrith team because they are rank outsiders for this game? Absolutely. If they win this, it's no surprise. I've, you know, plenty of people are raising the fact that in their last two games, they've only scored two tries and both have been from kicks. That's a fairly valid point. But that's kind of what you've got to expect at this end of the season. You know, that's you know, What's happened previous and the way that you've scored tries kind of goes out the window a, a little bit. That's why I was saying earlier... Today, it, with sides that I think are really evenly matched and, and, and contested here, it, it'll be... I don't think we'll see that many tries, and it'll be the team that actually take advantage of it. So I'm not really paying much attention to what Penrith have done. Mm. With the, you know, they'll create opportunities. They, they probably created four or five against Parramatta last week. Just didn't get the ball over the line or were, were you know, thwarted by some other means, you know, obstruction or all those kind of things. But... You know, they'll still create enough opportunities here, but can they get the ball over the line against Melbourne? Gerds, would you rather play him? And we will get to Melbourne, by the way, all you Storm fans. Andy's got a chat with Cam Smith coming up shortly. Would you rather play Melbourne in the Sun in a prelim final or on the big stage, ne- bigger stage next week, where, of course, it went so horribly wrong last year? Well, I'd rather meet him in the grand final because it means I'm there. <laughs> yeah, for one. Sure. Um, but... At some point, I think Penrith knew that this was their fate. They were going to come up against their nemesis and they had a good win at the start of the year. And um, Look, I think in relation to the Panthers' form, the things that I've noticed that they're doing differently now than they were at the start of the year um, are energy things and, and they're their transition things. And Pete spoke before about the way that they just like to pull the trigger from anywhere in the field and they're constantly at you, the same as, as Melbourne are. But that all just comes back to having the energy to get into the position, you know, having the mindset um, and the excitement in your game. And when the when you get a little bit tired and you get a, bit, a little bit flat there, those just those little things. You see, last time these two sides played, I mean, really Army kick out, got off the ground in the 79th minute, ran around, got underneath Olam and, and won the game for Penrith. And just little things like that. There's just little parts to their game that aren't quite what they were and they need to rediscover that and they 
they took a step towards it, I think, last week against Parramatta. They were brave. They were courageous. I mean, Parramatta forward pack came out a couple of weeks ago and dominated the Melbourne pack. You just don't see that. And if you're going to beat Melbourne, you need to go through their middle. Now, Penrith matched it with Parramatta last week and were able to get a bit of a scrappy win in a classic, you know, derby, but a, a semi-final win. So on the back of that, Melbourne have only played one game in three weeks. Who knows where the ball's going to land today, Dan? I think that's what makes this game so exciting. Penrith are a confident football team anyway. Can you imagine how confident they'd be going into a grand final beating Melbourne this week? Oh. Like, I, you know, I, I don't think they'd fall into the the, the danger of, of peaking too early or whatever. I just think if they beat Melbourne, then they go into a grand final. They couldn't feel better about them. No, and they'd be heavy yeah. favourites too, um, with all due respect to South. And we'll talk about them in a moment. By the way, Goods, that mow is coming along beautifully. You but like it? What's disconcerting is you yeah. are the silver fox, but that mow it's is... dark, isn't it? It is dark. Are you colouring? Hanging on to it. No, I'm not doing anything to it yet, but... Uh, yeah, you know, it's about it's been about five or six weeks in, Dan, and it's just sort of it sort of started to blossom about a week ago. Surprised me a little bit, little Magnum Pi ish. Oh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't oh, be. Oh, Dirk Diggler, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Thought I could slide that one in there. We're on radio. Please give me a break. <laughs> I, I did walk past him earlier, and there was that whiff of the old whiff of the kiwi boot polish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Are you no, trying to grow it long enough so you can do the little twirl? Oh, if, I, if I can twirl, then I'll start <laughs> making coffee again. I'll be a hipster. Have you ever had facial hair, Sterl? Like, have you ever grown nah, it out? No, nah. I, I can grow hair everywhere except on my head. Now, I've said to you before, Fatty Vorton reckons I've got hobbit feet because I've got hairy <laughs> toes. So I've got, but no. Nah, <laughs> not even like, a, I can imagine you as an 18-year-old, you know, surfy hair, not even with the... Mate, there wasn't a lot of surfing done in Wagga. I understand, but you had the surfing. Five o'clock wave when they opened up the dam. Uh, up you would have been one of the few blondes in Wagga. <laughs> oh, there we go. We had South America. Mate, it's not Scandinavia. <laughs> I, I mean, the blonde. Sorry, okay, not blonde. I should let me. Do we go to Wagga? Because I need to make some apologies. I mean, with the surfy hair. That's what I mean. No, mate, the blonde, it, wavy, surfy was, hair. No, nah, it wasn't a surfy thing down there. It was, it was just. More a grungy type thing, I mm. think, than... No, no, we didn't have a lot of surfy types around. Oh, okay. Wogga wogga. You wear the red Liverpool jumper very well, Thank, by thank the you way. very much. What, fill out the shoulders nice? It just looks... You look You look like you belong in a Liverpool jumper. Thanks. All right. We've had a good start to the season. Triple M uh, rocking the prelim final. We're going to talk a bit about South Sydney's win last night. Who do they prefer to play in the decider? We'll talk about that next beautiful sunny day in Brisbane as we bring you prime time for Canadian Club. Don't forget, Triple M, the home of the prelim, and then straight to Perth for the AFL Grand Final. For McDonald's and Reem Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Ah, yes, indeed. Canadian club. Just a good day for Canadian club. Oh, damn. You're right. Warming up. Little, Isn't it? Little slice of lime. Maybe tonight over for, the, ice. for the grand final. Just Absolutely. Pick up some on the way home. And uh, a Canadian club wants to stock your fridge if you're over beer. MG's got me. He's, he's talked up his bloody... He must have a lime sponsorship. He uh, talks up lime with everything. He's got a tree at home. Is that he, right? He's a grower. He's not a shower. <laughs> Been growing for years. Yeah, it got him into trouble a little bit earlier on in his yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, it did. That's good now. He's all right now. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to try with his bloody lime. Oh, yeah, do the, so. The NRL Grand Final almost here, just eight days away. The biggest game of the year will be accompanied by the biggest fan event Brisbane has ever seen. So you can meet NRL legends, see the Premiership Trophy, 
Uh, plus, compare your skills to some of the best NRL players. Now, this is part of the NRL experience that mm. we've had in Sydney. Uh, the NRL's done this really well the last few years. Now, in Brisbane, you get to experience it yourself. Ton of prizes, activities, food, drink, entertainment on offer. You won't want to miss it if you're a Queensland local. So join the fun at King George Square next Thursday and Friday to celebrate. Visit nrl.com slash fanfest for more info. There'll be a ton of things going on in Brisbane next week. Just on the fans part of it, uh, Gertz, I wonder how different grand final week will be for the teams that go through. Like, obviously, you know, with South Sydney being there, they're not walking the streets of Redfin during the week and yeah. you know, the murals up on the walls, those kind of things. Yeah, it's a real shame, isn't it? Really good representation of South fans at the game last night. Absolutely. You can see they had that. And I'd imagine there'll be a good... But it'll be a different week, won't it? Yeah. Like, sort of being away from, from what they're used to, even a different venue type yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. And and you think, you know, Melbourne and the support that they have up and around there, I'm not sure with if Penrith get through, you know, what that would look like. But you just know that South are going to get an overwhelming you know, mm-hmm. a, a base of support over the next, you know, because whenever they, when was their last one? Was it 15 or 14, 14 they won it? Before that, so it'll be what, they're, they're going for their second premiership in 50 years. That's they'll, right. They'll be out of the woodwork. They'll be, you know, they'll be sneaking across borders to get up to that one, the yeah. South Sydney fans. Well, they're, they're, they're like, not condoning that at all. Not at all, no. They're like the Dragons. They've got fans everywhere. Right, yeah. so we know that. But if Melbourne get through, you'd probably well, it'd be fascinating actually because Melbourne with the Queensland connection, they'll probably have a stack of fans there. Yeah, fascinating. Which way? Yeah, the, absolutely. The, and Wayne, what about Wayne last night? He, he, if you needed any further proof that he's not the master, out of nowhere, he got his, the journo he's closest to, Pete Bedell, to just ask him about out of nowhere about leaving Brisbane and. And, in fact, let's have a listen here. Just beautifully played by Wayne just to get the week started. We've been at the grand final stage so many times, but after you were let go by the Broncos, how did you... Is this probably one of your greatest triumphs, given what you went through? I'll let you determine that. Yeah, I know, but we want to hear from you, Wayne. I know you would. I don't care what I think. You're not going to hear from me. Why not? Because it doesn't interest me. But when they let you go, you had to go somewhere. So for South to open the door for you, that was a... Well, that, that, was, was, yeah, that was a huge thing. And, and, you know, I will say publicly, they undermined me in their conversations with South. So they, did, they didn't do a little job on me. They did the best job they possibly could. But to South's credit, they, they had some people that had worked with me before. They were happy to, to bite the bullet and, um, and give me the opportunity. And I, you know, I, I rustled the crow. And, you know, hopefully at a night, you know, the part of the repayment, that the, what the team's done, that means so much to him. And the chairman as well, Nick Pappas, he's been wonderful. And all the board, tremendous support there. It's just, it was refreshing, to be honest with you, the last three years have been as refreshing years I've had in coaching for a long time. Do you feel vindication, Wayne? Because Brisbane felt you were washed up. Well, they felt a lot of things. I wasn't listening to them. Why? Because I, you know, I spent a lifetime being honest with myself. And if I thought I was washed up as a coach, I wouldn't coach. I wouldn't coach another day because I let too many people down and no one's going to determine it for me. Nothing's changed for me. If I want to coach, I'll look to coach and, and, and make a contribution. But I learned that as a young coach about when you should retire and when you shouldn't retire because I worked with a coach that, that didn't have the ambition anymore and the, and the passion for it. But I'm not at that stage. He could have said that two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it was the stuff with Ivan. It's 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 it's. If it's not pre-planned, Sterlow, it's brilliantly improvised. I, I've heard that before, Dan. Um, no, I'm not going to answer that question. No, you won't get that. <laughs> no, I'm going to hear it. Well, what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's experience. Um, 101, isn't it? But that should get. In all honesty, there is a, a clearly a method to this, uh, and. Goods, I don't think it's about narcissism and look at me. It's about 
it is going to be about Wayne for the next couple of yeah. days up there. The Courier-Mail will be all about why the Broncos let him go and why and what really happened. That's going to take up the Sunday Mail and the, probably the Monday paper, and that's two days the heat's not on the players. Exactly right, Dan. And, and exactly right, and exactly why he would have done it. And he knows that, you know, coming off a big win like that in a prelim final is going to attract a lot of attention. He's got a lot of informed players, and the last thing he wants his players doing over the next couple of days is reading the paper and uh, reading articles about how well they're going before they go into a, a grand final. So, absolutely, he's done it exactly the way that he likes, and that's why he's the master, and um, and that's why they'll, South Sydney will go into this game and there'll be no stone left unturned. It started exactly in that press conference. You don't think he's put himself in a position to take on the new side at, at all? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if I want a coach, I'll be coaching. Yeah, I think uh, all three didn't they? All three, pe- uh, all three clubs. Preferred have, choice. Yeah. Prefer- he's their preferred choice. So he's uh, uh, he's he's going to be there. And but there doesn't seem to be any bitterness about South letting him go. Like that was always the plan. Three years, and we'll bring in Jason Demetrio. So it looks like it's going to work out well for for everyone. Uh, who does South prefer here? Melbourne, a team they have just had awful problems with over the years, or a Penrith team who they we saw what they did to them two weeks ago. Could they do that to them twice effectively in a fortnight, Sturlo? I, I think they'd prefer to be playing Penrith. Um, yeah, I, I, just Melbourne, they have this air about them, and, and when you've had a, a good success in recent times over another team, I think you feel, feel as though you can... Um, repeat that, so I think that they'd prefer Penrith. We spoke to Adam Reynolds last night. He's hoping that they go to extra time and there's a couple of re- midweek, <laughs> midweek replays. But I, don't think they're, I think they're in the past now, aren't they? They're not going to play Tuesday, Thursday and then grand final. Uh, you, same for you, Goods? Yeah, without a doubt. We, we, without a doubt. I mean, uh, looking... Um, you know, looking at this middle of the Melbourne Storm, and I know we're going to go into more detail about you know their game and their strength and whatever um, in the next little little bit. But um, Bromwich, Welsh, Dale Finucane, and then you got Brandon Smith that drops back into a middle role when Harry Grant comes on with Tui Kamakamitha and a Sofa Solomona. I mean, you know, you've just got to try and hold. And I, and I believe Penrith, and Leota's a, a massive out, but I believe Penrith can maybe hold Melbourne. Yes. Um, I'm just not sure in the middle, and South did a great job with Penrith, but I think if South had to compete with, with if Melbourne go through next week, they've got to hold their middle, and just not sure South are, are capable of holding that, that middle of Melbourne, and that's why in, in the past South have had so many issues uh, against the Melbourne Storm. I think the first 20, 25 minutes of this game is absolutely yeah. vital. Against Melbourne, you've, you've got to get into the contest. If, you, if they get a flyer on you, and they're in front at half-time, I just think it's it's all over, and, and I think a lot of that comes. In. I think you've got to be prepared to kick early against Melbourne. Um, I, I, you know, we've seen it's it's like you know it was the Cameron Smith playbook. You, you, you kick early, you get the ball down the other end, you try and force a mistake, and you you know you play them at the right end, and you do that second or third tackle. It's brave to kick the ball early too. It's courageous to to hand the football back, but I, I think that that's Penrith, Penrith's best chance. First twenty minutes, kick early, get down there, and get into that into that contest. Both these sides, very good starters. If you offered Penrith a contract that said it'll be nil all after 25 minutes, they'd sign it. Wrap it in a a heartbeat. All right, let's take a break. We've got uh, plenty to get through between now and kickoff, which is 33 minutes away. Cam Smith is going to join us. We should hear from the coaches as well. It's Melbourne versus Penrith for the grand final. Triple M rocking the NRL. McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. 
Triple M rocks footy. Less than half an hour to go. Triple M rocking the prelim final for Ream Hot Water. Steady, hot and strong. And for Maccas, the Monopoly game is back at Maccas. $616 million up for grabs. And uh, it's at mcdonalds.com.au. You can see the full terms. Peel and scan to win. Good, Sterlow, Dan and Andy Raymond, who has got one of the greatest players of all time, Cam Smith. He's royalty up in these parts as Cameron Smith, but royalty now on our side of the sideline, mate. How are you dealing with that? Uh, Far from royalty, uh, Andy. Um, Just starting out, but it's actually been a lot of fun, mate. Um, Got to work on the three origins this year and and really enjoyed uh, being a, a part of the commentary team and that. And when the competition moved up to Queensland, um, it was really all hands on deck really, um, for for the, the call team. So I just put my hand up, and it's, it's been great fun. I've been working with some of the, the great yeah, characters of, uh, of commentary, you know, particularly Fatty Borden. Yeah. Um, I've got to team up with my old, old teammates, Jonathan Thurston, Darren Lockyer, and, and also Billy Slater as well. So mm. it's been good fun, very different, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's been nice to be able to you know view the game from a from a different light and um, just yeah be a fan. Are you a fan of the Melbourne Storm today? Do you, do you think they can they can do the job? Yeah, look, I think they can. Yeah. Um, yeah as long as as long as they go out and, and play their best footy, I, I mm. think I, I really do think they'll be too strong for Penrith. Look, if they don't, I'm not, I'm not at all writing Penrith off today. Yep. But if, if Melbourne Storm go and play the way that everyone knows they can play and, and they play to their strengths for the full 80 minutes, then I just think it might be a, a, a bit of a tough task for Penrith, particularly coming off the game that they played last week up in Mackay against Parramatta. That was a brutal game. Oh, I was on the oh, sideline. Wow. Yeah. They've only really had the seven days to recover. Mm. The Melbourne Storm side, they, they played a fortnight ago and they're going to have fresh legs. And it's the first time in a long time this year that they've actually had their best 17 yep. available to play together. Mate, for you as a player, having that week off, how beneficial, more beneficial the longer your career went? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, Andy. It definitely was. And even, even uh, you know, experiencing my first uh, grand final, um, or sorry, with my first prelim coming off a, a week off yep. in, my, in my younger days, um, I actually felt a lot better. A lot of people talk about, you know, maybe that's a disadvantage and you want to continue or try and build that continuity throughout yep. the final series. Look, I'd take the week off any day of the week mm. because you guarantee the prelim spot, obviously, but also allows, you know, some players with some bumps and bruises and some niggles, which nearly every player in the competition yeah. would have at this stage of the year to get over. You know, you look at Brandon Smith, who you know, had a severe sort of head clash yep. um, in that first week against Manly. If they would have dropped that game, he may not have played the following week. So mm. he's back. The cheese is firing. i seen him earlier um, today and he, he looks a million bucks. So, yeah, look, I think I'd, I'd take the week off every day of the week. Quick one. What did you make of last night's game, mate? Oh, look, I was actually really surprised by the end result. Um, yep. You know, not taking any way, anything away from the Rabbitohs' performance. They, they were fantastic, particularly, uh, you know, Cody Walker, Cam Murray, the senior players of that team. But um, I actually thought it was going to be a closer match. Yeah. Just mainly, I'll tell you what happened last night. Mainly, just everything where you, it, it looked promising for Manly, mm. just... Uh, the ball went to ground. They got put yep. into touch. Um, you know, they had two tries disallowed early in the game, which if they if they weren't disallowed, I reckon it would have been a totally different game. But, yeah, you've got to give credit to, to the Rabbitohs and, and particularly the coach to have them where they are now in a grand final, which I think three weeks ago, mate, like people, people yeah. put a line through them. 100%. When Latrell was yeah. suspended for the rest of the season, 100%. they put a line through them and said, look, it's going to be really difficult yeah. to go all the way without him. So... 
they're, you know, they're the first ones qualified for this grand final, and they're in a very good position now. No footy, so the body's looking good, the head's <laughs> looking good, the mind is clear. <laughs> what have you been up to? Is it just family time for C. Smith now? Yeah, pretty much, mate. Eh? Like, it's like, well, I was up here um, for the best part of all of last year, yeah. you know, through the relocation process for the Melbourne Storm, and um, that, that was really what prompted the, the return home to Queensland. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when we first moved up, we thought, geez, we've got absolutely nothing up here to do. Like, it's, it's south east Queensland. The sun's yep. out. It's, it's warm. We're living down sort of in the Gold Coast area. We need some gear, so... I've been out paddleboarding. I bought myself a couple of stand-up paddleboards from the great yeah. people at Adventure Kings, and um, look, it's it's been great because um, I went in there and we bought some um, some stuff from the store, and um, I'm doing a little bit of work with Adventure Kings now. So just nice. just trying to help uh, promote their brand. They're they're not. I, I don't think they're as well known as some of the, the bigger brands going around, but I'm just trying to help you know, grow grow who they are as a company. They're an Australian um, uh, family yeah. that, that started the. the business um, and, and they're doing some great things you know they, they got some wonderful products at, at very affordable prices for you know just your everyday Australian to go out and enjoy the great outdoors that that everything presents now particularly in these times mate when we can't yeah. do a whole heap and travel all overseas and all that sort of stuff we just get outside and enjoy our own backyard do they have bigger sturdier subs for <laughs> the bigger <laughs> framed less sturdy individuals mate, they do they do and uh, the one thing I loved about it is because we we're going to buy some uh, stand-up paddle boards and what they offer is inflatable oh, inflatable stand-up paddle boards so you, you dead set you roll them up put them in a backpack even if you've got a small car you can chuck them in the boot yeah. that's what we got we got we got two for the adults two for the kids and man I trust me it takes even the big person it carries the big person they just they just introduced some water sports categories with some kayaks so yeah. they've got a whole range to take the whole family out if you want to get out in the water you want to get out camping four driving products the whole box and dice mate I had an inflatable once yes wasn't a stand I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, legend. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. Wow. Cam Smith with Andy Raymond. Companies pay thousands for that sort of advertising. But, Cam, when you're an immortal, we give you the airspace. And uh, that was a great interview. I love the dire straits in the background as well. That one of your favourites, weren't they, Sturlo? Guys, what do you mean was? Still are. Okay, okay fine. Yes, big fan. Mark Knopfler, play guitar like that. That's why, that's why I've never played the guitar, because of... Of Mark Knopfler and Dave Gilmore, you yes. watch them play guitar and you say, well, I could never do that. Why would I even, <laughs> why would I even pick Yeah, but hang up? on, you play golf. I mean, you look at Tiger. That's a Jack very Nichols. good point, Dan. <laughs> like, what about, I had my first hit on Wednesday yes. for 12 weeks. First time I picked up a club. I've now moved up to Nelson Bay, so Raymond Terrace, Murray Golf Course, is in my LGA. Right. First tee, on the first tee, there's a uh, chain link fence that runs on the right-hand side of the tee box. If there hadn't been a chain link fence there, uh -oh. my ball is either in the pro shop or the clubhouse. <laughs> was Please tell me you took a mulligan. Well, it ricocheted off that and went 60 metres down the um, down the, the fairway. I started white 1-1 one, one, but finished okay after that. But it, it was strange. So, yeah, but you up, don't want to stuff the first shot up. No, that, that's right. And especially when there are people around that's type. That's what I mean. Oh, it, was, it could have been worse. If there's no fence there... I hate to imagine what damage that ball could have done in the pro shop. <laughs> hey, Gerds, Storm without Cam Smith. Are you genuinely surprised how seamlessly this has gone? Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, we knew that they had some quality players to come in and, and fill that position, that role, and we've seen that with Brandon Smith, who gave us indications over the last couple of years that he was always going to be a great number nine. 
Harry Grant as well came on the back end of last year. So I'm not really surprised that, you know, positionally they've been able to continue the way they are, but the influence that they've lost with Cameron Smith, the guy that just has always held people to account in every every team that he plays in, a guy that, that drives the standards, a guy that, you know, just leads so well, um, to seamlessly go on the way that they have this year after coming off what was an amazing premiership last year and then maintain you know, maintain the, the eagerness and the willingness to put in the hard work. And even though they know what the reward is, and we have so many teams that try to get those back-to-back, that elusive back-to-back title. We've seen Brisbane do it. We saw the Roosters do it a couple of years ago. I think it was 18-19. But these guys, they just look as hungry as they've ever looked. Mm. And, you know, usually you would go into this game and think, well, Penrith, you know, they got beat last year in the grand final. Now, certainly, you know, they've got to be, they've got to be waiting for this moment to, you know, to get into this this stage of the competition against the Melbourne Storm, the guys that knocked them out last week, and you would say that would have to have the edge. They would have to be, you know, keener than the Storm. And then you look at the way that the Storm have been, you know, performing the back end of the year, and you would say, well, no, the Storm are going in here looking like they haven't won a competition in 10 years, and that's what just makes them so great. I wondered how they were going to manage at Gerds because everybody wants to start and everybody wants to play in their preferred position. And we both know Brandon Smith and Harry Grant, they want, it, they want the nine on their back and you want to run on. So... It's been selfless of them to work this rotation where Grant is prepared to come into the game later on. Whether that will be the case next year, because we know Brandon Smith, you know, he wants to be a starting nine and, and Harry Grant doesn't want to come to that. So yeah. they've done an enormous job this year to make that work. Um, I'll be keen to see how they handle it next year. It is an embarrassment of riches when the Queensland starting hooker is the number 14. But we, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago and it didn't matter because they thumped Manly and it was never really... To a talking point, but Harry Grant and Nico Hines on the bench, is that a little too luxurious? No, I think it's perfect. I think it works. The only way that gets thrown out is if you pick up a couple of HIAs to your forwards at some stage and they're not coming back into the game. You know, if you, if you go in there, I think it's the best rotation in the competition because of Brandon Smith. Yeah, Of course, the fact right. that he can drop back. Yeah. He's such a good middle forward. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's, he's a starting 13 anywhere. Exactly right. So he, he makes it work because of his flexibility. If yep. something happened to him, it might be a touch skinny. So, yep. so are we thinking this is effectively a 16-man team and Hines is there as a replacement just in case? Or do we expect to see him get a fair bit of game time? Oh, he'll get game time. You I, think I don't so? know about a fair bit, but I, I, think, I think he's more than just coverage, yeah. I think they'll... He's a quality player. So you've got to use him to some you know, some degree. be fascinating how that plays out. We're going to take yeah. one more break and then we will come back. We are getting closer. 17 minutes from the Storm Against the Panthers, live on Triple M. For McDonald's and Ream Hot Water, Triple M rocks footy. Yes, indeed. Now, the schedule here on Triple M footy, uh, we're on until 6.30 and then it's over to our uh, AFL Cousins, and they'll uh, take you through the night with the AFL Grand Final. Who do you like tonight, Dan? Oh, I don't know. Who's playing? I don't know. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, the Demons and the Dogs. Melbourne's the fairy tale, although they're the rich club, so yeah. can they be a fairy tale? But they haven't won for haven't won in a long time. Forever, and the Bulldogs won a few years ago. Yeah. So I don't know. The Gertz. sediment seems to be with the Demons, but how unfortunate, like you spoke about, Pete spoke about before, you know, the NRL Grand Final being an opportunity for people in Brisbane to get out and watch the game. Yeah. you got two Melbourne clubs <laughs> in the Grand Final. It's not at the G, and one of the clubs hasn't been in there for 40 or 50 years. I mean, they must be foaming at the mouth down there. Are you too glad that the league moved to 
this four o'clock game. We, we did it to get yes. away from the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Me too. You do. What about you, Stoy? I think, As I said earlier, I think yeah. we get a better spectacle. I think we get a better game when we've been playing the other. Yeah. I'd be fascinated if this thing rates like it would on a Saturday night if the NRL actually looks at it and says, well, you know, this might be worth looking at. Last night, massive ratings right across the board. So, obviously, nighttime is very popular. Uh, Andy Raymond, come in. Um, tell us, mate, how are the conditions? Because we understand it's quite warm. You know what they say about the weather up here in Queensland, Dan? Well, yesterday was beautiful, so that means today it's the perfect one. It is 28 degrees currently, no humidity, slight breeze. As Sturlow said, no dew on the track. It is fast, it is hard. In theory, it should open up the game. Hey, just sitting right in front of where the Melbourne Storm are finishing up their warm-up. Now, in their warm-up, they start together and they separate into the forwards and the backs and the forwards warm up obviously just a little bit more physical two co-captains Jesse Bromwich and Dale Finucane both forwards but it was in fact Brandon Smith that ran the warm-up he was the voice he was the energy and Finucane and Bromwich were the two just following his orders cheese is on Melbourne making their way back into the dressing rooms it's just under 20 minutes to go Penrith at the other end of the field the northern end of the field just finishing up their warm-up at the moment boys Andy have a look around the stands for us uh Biggest representation, fans. Which way? Penrith, uh, Melbourne. Uh, I, yeah, no. There's a uh, there's a chunk of Panthers fans waving flags in one of the corners down here. There's a lot of neutrals, Pete. There really is. There's jerseys of all types, but I would reckon the Panthers at this stage probably outweigh the Storm. Wow. I tell you what, though, I would like to hope that everyone's leaving it to the last minute to come in. I'm disappointed by the crowd. I've got to say, Andy, you're right, and it was, I've got to say, a little underwhelming last night. 26,000. Yeah. To see Turbo Tom South have a lot of fans, I thought it was a little under, Andy. Is there a buzz around Brisbane? I mean, a ticket's a little dear. Why, why, why do you reckon it has been a little bit of a problem getting people in? little bit of an issue today, Dan. Tonight, just down the road in, in the city along the river is what they call oh, Brisbane River, river Fire. Fire. Yeah. It is absolutely huge. It's a spectacular up here. But because of COVID and because of restrictions has been limited, everyone's been limited in socially what they can do. Not as bad as obviously in Victoria and New South yeah. Wales. But a lot of people are already pre-booked and going to Brisbane River Fire. In fact, I was speaking to NRL staff earlier and they're actually quite worried that if this game blows out in the first 30 or 40 minutes a whole heap of people from here are going to leave at half time and start heading down towards the river that's the problem with having a lot of neutrals at the ground as well because of the situation where they're not invested thank you Andy we'll catch up with you uh, shortly Nathan Cleary a few moments ago spoke to Channel 9 Nathan, this, this game came a week early. Plenty thought it was going to be the grand final matchup, but you haven't played the Storm yet this year. How are you feeling about it all? Yeah, obviously really excited. Um, you know, I think it's a great challenge. Uh, obviously, the Storm's been the benchmark over the last two years, and uh, they've had a fantastic season. Um, they're a great team across the park, but, you know, really looking forward to, um, you know, coming up against them today, and obviously my first time of the year, so, uh, yeah, it's exciting. You're coming off the back of a pretty brutal clash against the Eels. The Storm have obviously had a week off. Is this one of those games and times that you're grateful to have such a young side? Yeah, I think it definitely helps. Um, you know, last week was, yeah, it was definitely a tough game, but um, 
you know, we've rested all the bumps and bruises and uh, no doubt up for it today. So, um, again, really looking forward to, to what's coming out of the Well, you mentioned it. The Storm have been the benchmark for a while. How do you ensure that you're the ones in the grand final next week? I think we just got to give ourselves a chance. Um, we can't give them easy leg-ups up the field through errors and penalties and stuff like that. So I've uh, got to win the field position battle to start off. Um, you know, Melbourne are really fast out of the block. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to do that well and, um, yeah, hopefully put our best foot forward and, uh, yeah, give us every, every chance to win. All the best with that, Nath. It'll be thank you to Channel Nine for that. It'll be interesting who's nervous. We saw Cody Walker was a touch nervous last night. He recovered pretty quickly and had a damn good game. But uh, Nathan sounds ice cool, but he always sounds that way. Triple M rocking the finals. One more ad break, and then we have kickoff between the Storm and the Panthers. Triple M rocking the finals. Prime time for Canadian Club. Triple M's NRL prime time for Canadian Club. Over beer? Well, Canadian Club wants to stock your fridge. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.